Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast. We start Hour 2 with fighting. Let's bring in Mafia now, Brian Ciano. All right, so let's talk bare-knuckle fighting uh, championship 18 down in uh, Seminole Hard Rock. I know you and I have seen a lot of Pitbull Alves fights over the years. I mean, uh, I remember the Parisian. I remember uh, the GSPs and the Fitch fights. Uh, He fought Fitch a couple times. I mean, he fought every guy, uh, Matt Hughes, you name it. He fought everybody. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, this guy, I love Monster Diaz, great guy, Yuli. Uh, he's had two fights. This guy's had, you know, 70-some fights. It's insane, his experience over this other guy. I don't care how violent you are. That guy, Alvis, is dangerous just with experience alone against this kid, even though he's 40. He is. Yeah, I mean, Pitbull's a badass, and Pitbull's actually the younger fighter. You wouldn't expect that in a lot of these fights with a guy coming out of the UFC all the times that he fought, but he's only 37 too. you know, uh, Yuli's 40 years old, so, you know, it's going to be very interesting how that plays into it. Obviously, Yuli had a lot of fights outside of rings and cages, not inside, while Pitbull's had a lot of them inside the ring in the cages. But uh, like you said, you know, even when he was struggling in, in his you know, later years in the UFC, they still kept putting him out there because he's entertaining, because he gets in there and he mixes it up. You know, it wasn't one of those guys that talked about Carl Parisian. Carl Parisian, you know, to me, was always a guy that was lay and pray. You know, he's going to take you down and just smother you and then apologize afterwards for not getting the finish. You know, you, that was never Pitbull. Alves came in there and was going to brawl him, guys like John Fitch. You know, those kind of guys, they were going to come in there and gonna throw it out in every fight. And that's why they were so exciting. That's why he made so many appearances in the UFC. He held the record for a long time before Matt Brown just in, in the last couple of fights took it over for most appearances in that division. And like, you know, he has said in other interviews, like, listen, I, I've accomplished everything I wanted to except getting that title. And I had to go through probably the best guy ever in that division, George St. Pierre. Otherwise, who knows? Maybe he would have been a champion. Yeah, he had an incredible career and he's still doing it. And he got a great offer from uh, Bare Knuckle to keep going. And uh, I'm sure when he's done fighting in Bare Knuckle, he's going to be a cop. Like he said, he's done all the training. It'll be interesting to see how this fight goes Saturday night at the Seminole Hard Rock in uh, Bare Knuckle 18. All right. uh, We got another fight night coming up. Cyril Gaon taking on Volkov. We got Volkov back in the cage this weekend. We do. And this is an important fight for both these guys. Now, Volkov's, you know, Climbing up the ladder here with his last couple of wins being very impressive. Gone, on the other hand, was very unimpressive in his last win. We talked about that when we were talking about Rosenstruck before his recent fight, and that's the fight that he had last year, Gone. And it was a bore fest. It was two heavyweights, and there really wasn't much going on because Gone was the longer guy and just used that reach and just kind of you know, kept him at distance the whole time, just picking apart little by little, but never really taking full advantage of it to try to just outpoint him because he was afraid of all that power. So, you know, a fight that probably should have gotten him into title contention didn't do that because Dana White. Of course, as you know, many times 
punish the guy for having a win that was lackluster. So in that case, you know, that happened with Cyril Gaon. We also seen that with uh, some other guys too. When Derek Lewis pulled his upset, you know, it was pretty much for a title shot if that guy won and, and that didn't happen. So especially with heavyweights, if you put on a boring fight, it doesn't matter how many wins you have in a row, Dana's going to hold you back. So this is something where Gaon, you know, needs to step up now. He needs to come out here against a very dangerous striker. Volkov's a badass. He will beat people up. He has knocked many a man out. So... You know, he wants to be more aggressive in this to show that he deserves a title shot. But if you're too aggressive, you're going to get taken off. So, Lewis, you had mentioned, obviously, uh, people have their eyes on Derek Lewis if he's going to fight Nagano. And we already know Richard Schaefer's trying to make it Nagano, John Jones. And I think there's some weight behind that. First, let me tell you, our radio affiliates join us now. Welcome to the show, Coast to Coast. Pharrell talking to Fight Game of Mafia, Sirius XM 204, Mighty Year 1090 in San Diego, Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline USA, and Armistice Radio. Good to have you with us. So, Nagano Lewis or Nagano Jones? I keep smelling Jones, even though everybody thinks it's Lewis. I think Richard Schaefer is going to pull it off. I agree with you. The longer that this drags on, the longer we do not have pen to paper and a date scheduled for Nagano Lewis too, the less likely it is to happen. The more likely it is that, you know, John Jones jumps back in the mix where people thought he was going to be in the first place. Because even though Dana has said he wants, you know, Lewis is the next guy, you know, same way that he has said Covington is the next guy for Usman, until you actually have a fight agreement, anything's up to change. You know, we know that. It was supposed to be Usman Mosfidal last summer. And then when Mosfidal was playing hardball with negotiations, they jumped over to Gilbert Burns. So you know, Dana White's not above switching title fights, even though he claims one guy deserves it or should have it. And that's probably the game that's being played right now because not only are you you know, having the, the situation where everybody wants Jones versus Nagano, and now you have Richard Schaefer who has a good rapport in there with Dana trying to make it happen. But you also had Nagano, you know, multiple times kind of said like, hey, it's not really interested in Lewis, that he wants John Jones. This guy's looking for the bigger payday than fighting a guy who, you know, he should be a little bit interested in because he gave him a loss. He's a guy who, you know, outstruck him and he should want retribution. But for some reason, he wants the bigger payday right out the gate to Jones. All right. So tell me this story. I saw Sean Strickland get hit by the guy in training with uh, like he believed the guy tried to injure him before his fight. And then everybody started ripping the guy on social media, Strickland, taking a lot of abuse. And then I loved his response. He basically said, any of you clowns think you could say that to my face? I will smack you in the face and beat your ass. I loved his reaction to the public. Yeah, of course, the, you know, they go from uh, the internet troll tough guys to the you know, actual tough guy. And while it's probably not the best tack to take, you know, he went even further than that. He didn't just say, you know, say it to my face and I'll smack you in the mouth. It's like, I said, I'll smack you and I'll go smack your dad after that. So he's going to go beat up the whole family if you have the guts <laughs> to actually say it to his face. I love dudes that just want to beat everyone's ass. That is fantastic. Tomorrow we'll talk about Mayweather's reaction to fighting De La Hoya. I think you'll enjoy it. When we come back, baseball all-star vote leaders on both sides in tonight's games. There's plenty more. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. lot to do here let's finish up with the baseball yes let's do that we are getting closer and closer to the major league baseball all-star game and they are doing the fan voting of course they put out the latest leaders yesterday let's take a look american league scotty right now your boy aaron judge all rise one of the outfielders along with mike trout and byron buxton we have some red Sox in there with rafael devers and xander bogarts marcus simeon and vlad guerrero jr from the blue jays involved salvador perez is the catcher and otani in the mix as the dh the top vote gator on the national league side we also have a couple of cincinnati reds in the mix scotty right now nick castellanos and jesse winker in the outfield, Acuna Jr., of course, is there. Fernando Tatis Jr., Ozzy Albies, Max Muncy, Buster Posey in the mix at catcher, and Chris Bryant at third base. Your leader, Scotty, for the all-star game rosters. Starters. It's funny, Posey gets all that love. Meanwhile, Crawford's the one raking all the RBIs in San Francisco. He deserved to be an all-star, and he's not even mentioned. I love the Castellanos and Winker choices. Those guys are absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. Meanwhile, nobody else in baseball can hit. No one can hit for average. Yep. I mean, you, you got these two guys, you know, raking in the high threes. I love it. So uh, I'm all for new faces as long as you produce. And I'm not in favor of leaving guys off that are producing like Crawford. Let's go to tonight's games now. Full night in Major League Baseball. The White Sox are at PNC tonight against the Pirates. Lucas Giolito on the hill for them. They are minus 174. The Astros look to keep the winning streak going in Baltimore with Zach Greinke minus 190. The Royals visit Yankee Stadium to open a series. Garrett Cole laying the heavy lumber, minus 275. Get the spider tack out. The Nationals are in Philadelphia against the Phillies. Zach Wheeler and Max Scherzer tonight, minus a buck 22 for the Phillies. And the Braves and the Mets, Stroman and Morton, the Mets, they got uh, McNeil back yesterday. They get Michael Conforto back tonight. So the Mets getting healthy, minus 108 each way. Yeah, I like Stroman a lot, and I love Wheeler, the way he's pitched for the Phillies uh, this year. I think he beat Scherzer coming off the IL. I'm on Cole and the Yankees. Uh, the Astros are my number two play. They've been kicking everybody's ass lately. My number one play of the night is the White Sox over the Pirates and Giolito at PNC. I don't care where they play it. He should be able to mow them down. 
Also, the Red Sox start a series in Tampa against the Rays tonight. Rodriguez and Kitteridge, minus 126 for the Rays. Of course, Wander Franco is going to make his debut for them, too. The Cardinals in Detroit against the Tigers tonight. Cardinals, minus 118. The Blue Jays in Miami, Stripling and Alcantara. Marlins a home favorite, minus a buck 20. The Indians and the Cubbies again tonight. They have Kyle Hendricks laying the lumber, minus 215. And the A's are in Texas. Irvin and Hearn, minus 134 for Oakland. I love the A's here and Kendrick and the Cubs. And I got to tell you, uh, I'm all over Franco's uh, debut as well. Uh, with that game down in Tampa. Give me the Rays. I like the Cardinals at Comerica in Detroit. And then uh, the Jays-Marlins. Alcantara, I like the Marlins in Miami tonight. The Giants are in Anaheim to take on the Angels. Uh, Angels minus 130 with Heaney on the hill tonight. The Brewers and the D-backs tonight in Arizona. Zach Gallen and Freddie Peralta. Uh, Diamondbacks looking for two in a row here at home. The Rockies are in Seattle tonight. Freeland is on the hill for them. Minus 162 for the Mariners. And the Dodgers and the Padres. Kershaw and Blake Snell. Dodgers minus 118 favorites at FanDuel. I got to take Kershaw over Snell. Snell's had a bizarre year in my view. He was so dominant in Tampa. He hasn't done that in San Diego unless I'm tripping. And then uh, I'm on the M's easy there. And I don't believe in the Diamondbacks at all. Give me the Brewers uh, two in a row. You, you sounded like they'd won 12 in a row. Uh, and then I like the Giants <laughs> over the Angels in Anaheim. I think San Francisco's a great team to bet on this year. Made me a lot of money. So there's your night in Major League Baseball. Let's get to the NBA now because we do have a Game 2 in the Western Conference Finals. Clippers and the Suns in Phoenix. Let's start with the Clips. Ty Lu, the head coach, he says that they cannot use the rest excuse like they had a couple guys did after Game 1. That is not an excuse. We are here to win. Here is Ty Lu. Well, we have to get our treatments. You know, you got to take care of our body. But, you know, like I said, Game 1 yesterday, we just had to be smart. You know, we know it's a quick turnaround time and the minutes that he's been playing and logging, um, his usage rate has been, you know, high. So we knew we had to be smart, you know, about coming into game one. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's no excuse. You know, it's just, it's the schedule the NBA's put out. It's the schedule getting out of play. So, you know, other guys got to step up, be ready to go. You know, that's why we had to play 10 guys last game, just so we can try to, you know, get some kind of recovery, you know. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, we got to be ready to go for game two. We can't worry about tired. We can't worry about the schedule. We just got to go out and get after it. It's amazing to me how much, uh, frankly, better of a coach he is than Doc Rivers and what he did with this Clippers team. <laughs> and he's like, I had to run 10 guys out so we could get through it because we didn't have Kawhi and we played on Friday and then had to play uh, a brunch game on Sunday. So I'm going to roll 10 guys out. That's a brilliant move by a good coach, a better coach than Rivers, obviously, who never wins anything. And Ty's got a championship and is on his way to another one. I like the way he coaches. I'm telling you, I got that number at six when it opened up and moved to four and a half. I am very leery of the Suns tonight. Everybody thinks they're going to win every single game they play. They've won eight in a row. I'm very tentative on them winning. I did take the Suns to win this game, but there's no way I'm not grabbing that six. Four and a half, I still like the Clippers, but I got them uh, with even more, another point and a half. So I'm on the Clips tonight to cover the spread side. Yeah, uh, Kawhi, of course, ruled out for game number two. Luke Kennard says that Kawhi is still the Clippers' leader despite 
the fact that he is not there. They've been getting texts from Kawhi nonstop, so that's good to hear from Luke Kennard. Chris Paul officially out for Game 2. He most likely will return Game 3 in Los Angeles. Suns head coach Monty Williams wasn't sure how the team would respond without Paul, but they've done a good job. Here's Monty. To be totally straight, I had no clue. I knew we would compete. Um, I knew that the guys would have great intentions on defense to try to make the right plays, but you just there, there's no sample size for that. You know, Western Conference Finals, you're without Chris Paul. You know, you're hoping. Um, as I said yesterday, I thought Book managed the game well. I thought Cam, when he came back in after his first stint, he, he managed it well. Um, but I thought there was a collective effort. Jay was huge yesterday talking to the guys on the floor, getting them into the spots. He and Mikel and Cam and Tori were spaced properly. So, Is he doing the whole interview with his eyes closed? What to expect as far as... <laughs> What's going on there? Is he the right things. It's just hard to forecast. Come you know, on, Monty. I mean, I don't know what was happening there. Jeez. All right, uh, Carver, hi. Uh, so you have already said, uh, I'm with you here, by the way, tonight. Uh, this line has moved. Yesterday when we were here on Coast to Coast, it was six. It has gone now to four and a half. On FanDuel, I like the Clippers tonight, Scotty. I think this is as close to a must-win before you play a home game as you can get. I think they need to be 1-1 going back to L.A. They can't do being down 2-0 again. I know they did it the first two rounds. They can't do it again. I'm telling you, they can win this game, and that price is juicy at a buck fifty-four. and getting those points. Um, like I said, the way the Suns play in the Valley, they're hard to beat, but I like that spread, so I'm going middle. And I will give you now, we'll get into this more tomorrow, but we have game one, Hawks, Bucks tomorrow night. I think this is a little high, too. Seven and a half right now at FanDuel. That's actually gone up. It was seven this afternoon. Seven and a half right now. We'll do it more tomorrow, Scotty, but game one tomorrow night, Hawks, Bucks. That line's crazy, but look, they have such an enormous edge, the Bucks, in size and defensively. Uh, over this Atlanta team, and they own them every time they play them, and it's because of that size. They're bigger. They're banging on the glass. They got five guys that produce. I think the Hawks are in trouble. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
best NFL insider in the business is Adam Kaplan, and we got him on Sports Grid and on Coast to Coast every Tuesday and Friday. And here he is again today. You can follow him at Kaplan NFL. Trust me when I tell you everybody else is a prima donna. Kaplan just gets it done. Here we go. Uh, let's talk about some fourth-year guys, Adam, uh, that are up for deals. In fact, one of them I'm interested in is uh, Baker Mayfield because he seems like he's on easy street right now. I saw him last night at Petco having a cocktail with his hottie wife, and he didn't look like he was worried at all about getting a new contract. He had it all going last night. Had a Padres uni on, had a big cocktail, was sitting front row. Sounds like his agent, Mills, has got it all under control. Look, when you look at the three players, for let's get into it. We've got Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and Josh Allen. They're all, all up for renewal. By league rule, you have to wait till players have played three years, if they're drafted, to extend their contract. So Jackson, Mayfield, and Allen are eligible to get their contracts extended. You could count on this. At least one of them will get it done by the start of the regular season, preferably by the start of training camp. They all report uh, by July 27th. That is the rule for the 30 teams that are not in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, those 30 teams must report uh, on July 27th. So you're going to want to you're going to want to get these guys locked up long term before um, training camp starts. Now, it's interesting. Each quarterback has their own challenges. Each team has their own challenges. Lamar Jackson does not have an agent. That is so rare, particularly a high profile player like Lamar Jackson. 32nd pick in the 18 draft. Um, you and I have talked about this. He he got the playoff win. He, he finally got that done. He's their guy. They knew it when they drafted him. It was no longer going to be Joe Flacco. It was going to be about Lamar Jackson. They have interest in getting this done. They absolutely do. Now, with Baker Mayfield, you mentioned him. This one is a little more challenging because here's a guy that struggled for most of his first two years, was terrific last season under Kevin Stefanski, the new head coach. They don't need to do anything. Remember, he is signed through 2022. He has a fifth-year option. And then if they wanted to, they could use two franchise tags. So they don't really need to do anything now. Josh Allen is the one, if you're the Bills, being the way that he played. Yes, first year he struggled with accuracy. Second year improvement. Third year, we could argue that he was the NFL's MVP. Aaron Rodgers won it, but I think Josh Allen to me was very, very close. He's the guy you do not want to wait to extend his contract. You don't want to wait till next year. Patrick Mahomes, highest paid quarterback. At $45 million a year, but he's on a 10-year deal. Remember, he's on a 10-year extension. Tom Conn and Allen's uh, agent, I'm sure, will not do anything like that. You're expected to be a four- or five-year extension if it gets done. Josh Allen is a guy that I, I do think the Bills need to do this and be p- proactive. Because Jerry Jones on the Dak Prescott deal, like usual, he waits and costs him more than he probably wanted to pay. Listen, I, I honestly think... Um... Frankly, that the Pagulas will not mess around at all. And I think the Allen deal will get done. He's even spoken of giving something back, albeit a little, to help the team. I think that'll be the easiest deal. And do you believe uh, that this guy, you have to go back to uh, Lamar Jackson for a minute. How in God's name, when you're talking about the kind of contract and the kind of money and years and guarantees and everything else, uh, years, you name it, bonuses, uh, incentives, everything uh, that goes into an NFL contract. How in God's name does he not have an agent? By the way, he did not even have an agent for the draft. I know his mom handles his business stuff. It's going to be challenging for Eric DeCosta, their general manager of the Ravens, 
uh, to work this out with Lamar and his mother, or, or if he hires an attorney, or if he eventually hires an agent, that would really get it done. When you're a big-time quarterback like Lamar Jackson, it is not advantageous to not have a agent. You just It's just not smart to do that. We'll see what he does here, because you want someone experienced to understand leverage. You want someone who knows how to negotiate hard uh, uh, with a team who, who could stand up to a team if you need them to, like Tom Condon, the agent for Josh Allen, like Tom Mills, the agent for ba- Baker Mayfield. Uh, Tom Mills has been an agent like Tom Condon for several decades. That's what you want. You want an experienced agent when you're negotiating a mega deal. Yeah, I, do you agree with me about uh, Pagula? I think Pagula is going to give Allen whatever he wants. I think that's the easiest deal. Yeah, of the three, I would say that's the one I think most likely will get done before the season starts. Again, preferably before training camp starts. And here's another reason why. The Bills, and talking with them for over a year now, they know that they're really good. In fact, I think if you gave them true serum, they expect to be pushing for a Super Bowl this year. So why not get this distraction done? Get it done by training camp. Get it pushed forward here. They've got a terrific front office. They really do. Um with Brandon Bean and and Sean McDermott, the head coach. They, they've been in a great tandem coming over from Carolina. i got to give them credit. They got a ton of flack for jo- drafting Josh Allen. Horrible accuracy. There's not, a, there's not a long list of quarterbacks who are fifth, less than 60% parishes in college that make it to the next level. They got a lot of flack after year one. But they, stole, they, they, they stood by him, and their confidence in him has been rewarded. He is an absolute superstar, and... I was one of the detractors, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see it uh, his first year because of his, his issues with accuracy. But great coaching with Brian Dable and Ken Dorsey. you got to give them credit. And I have to give uh, Brandon Bean credit. He, he stood by him, and, and this one is going to pay off in a big way. Well, with uh, regards to Mayfield, you know, you talked about the, a couple years of struggles and then a really great year under Stefanski. Now he's got a, a little taste, an appetizer of leverage, of what he did to the Steelers and in the playoffs and the run they went on. And they were within striking distance of doing more damage than they did. I think he's got some leverage. However, I have to tell you, if they've already got him under contract through 2022, why in God's name do they have to do anything with him right now other than to, I I guess, make themselves and make him feel good or something? Uh, in big business in the NFL, there is no feel-good stuff. That's silly. Why do a deal if you don't have to? And they can see yeah, what he's going to be worth if he has a bad year this year. Yeah, I would agree with you. Of the three quarterbacks, he's the one where I think they, the, the Browns would be prudent to wait. Now, they've got a really good owner, Jimmy Haslam, who's always willing to pay. You could say you want it about Jimmy Haslam, but he, spending money on contracts has never been a challenge for him. He'll do it. Uh, you mentioned the Pagolas. They, they've been stepping up money for years with the Bills since they, they, they bought the team uh, seven years ago. And you know, Lamar Jackson, this is a guy that Eric DaCosta wanted, uh, their general manager. This one is going to be an interesting contract because, again, A, he doesn't have an agent, and B, he doesn't put up great passing numbers. It's the whole total package of what he brings to the table. Uh, he, he and Josh Allen, you're, ta- you're talking about two of the most athletic quarterbacks, and obviously Allen's a little bit bigger, obviously physically, and he's had he had tremendous success last season as a passer. Um, um, this is these to me, other than the Aaron Rodgers story, these are the stories leading up to training camp. Now we got we're less than five weeks away. Absolutely, whether these guys get deals done. 
So, uh, Adam, let's talk about the Panthers and what they're structuring their summer like. They got multiple joint practices lined up. A lot of teams just do one team. It seems like they're going overboard. Yeah, I like this, and I'll be a, I'll definitely be at one of them. So, over half the NFL, Scott, will wind up practicing with with each other leading up to their preseason game. So, what they're doing here, the Panthers are going to have a set of practices. They're going to do it with the Colts in Indy, and then they're going to do it with the Ravens in Charlotte. Uh, both have both all four teams are playing each other in the preseason. So, the reason why they're doing this, the Panthers are doing it, and other teams is they want to get an idea of how their team looks against not their players but the opponent. I remember back in 2017, the Eagles, I think, practiced against the the, the Dolphins. Um, in the they had a joint practice with the Dolphins, and then later that year, remember now they practiced, so they had they had the practice tape. They wound up making a trade for Jay Ajayi, the running back with the Dolphins, and he helped the Eagles win a Super Bowl. You get tape. Bill Belichick loves doing these things. He's done them forever, forever. He's the most bullish because you get to practice against other teams to be able to evaluate your team. Now. What are the reasons not to do it? Some coaches have told me over the years they don't like it, A, because of potential for injuries. They don't know these coaches. They don't know these players on the other team. They can't control it as much. But what I would tell you, though, these are controlled scrimmages. They definitely, they're definitely they more drill work. They're less teamwork. They might do 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11. Seven, 11 11. They might do a goal line drill. But you're not going to be scrimmaging for 45 minutes against each other. It doesn't work that way leading up to our preseason game. So, more often than not, clubs will tell you they love doing this because it gives you an idea of how your team stacks up against the other opponent. Respectfully, I got 90 seconds. How much trouble is Frank Clark in when the police found an Uzi in his car? Now, he has declared that it was his security staff of, of his, someone else's Uzi, uh, and he's hired a high-priced lawyer to defend him because I think he's going to need a high-priced lawyer to defend him. He was found with an Uzi in his car. What the hell is he driving around with an Uzi? I don't believe his story. And by the way, this goes back to March. So this this situation is ongoing. The NFL's aware of it. The Chiefs are aware of it. You know, Frank Clark, if you look at his career, the coming out of college and earlier in his career, he had some off-the-field concerns. But really, the last four or five years, very, very quiet, done the right thing on and off the field. And then you have this situation. And this one bears watching. He signed a mega contract with, with the Chiefs. Uh, we need to keep an eye on this because as we lead up to training camp, uh, the, the NFL is going to have to feel comfortable with, with the situation, the information that they know about. And this will come over under the personal conduct policy, by the way. That's the way these things are evaluated. Yeah, it is weird to have an Uzi. Like, his, his explanation might be what you said, but the league has to feel comfortable with it, whose it was, and why was it there. Respectfully, 30 seconds. Uh, your thoughts on Carl Nassib of the Raiders coming out. Yeah, look, our hope is, Scott, for in the future, these will not be big stories like the commissioner said. That'll be the norm when guys feel comfortable doing it. And that's what we hope going forward. I just hope that he doesn't get abused by uh, drunken fans in stadiums. That, I think, is the worry. Adam, great stuff. We'll see you on Friday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Let's finish off the NBA and then get into some hockey. Yes, let's do that. Tonight, Scotty, actually is the NBA draft lottery. How about that? Let's take a look at the odds for each team that is going to be involved. Of course, the top three all have a 14% chance of that top pick, Houston, Detroit, and Orlando. And then on from there, OKC, Cleveland, Minnesota, and Toronto all have pretty good odds to land the top pick in the NBA draft. An exciting NBA draft lottery coming up tonight. The Nets, Scotty, are hoping to extend the contracts of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving this offseason. If they don't, they could be free agents after next season, but Nets GM Sean Marks does want to run the big three back next year. Pacers are starting head coach interviews this week, and they will include Steve Clifford, Brian Shaw, and Terry Stotts. Meanwhile... The Portland Trailblazers are going to have second interviews with Chauncey Billups, Mike D'Antoni, and they've already talked to Becky Hammond. I don't know, Scott, you tell me. Sounds like a little bit of a difference between the head coaches that the Pacers are interviewing and the head coaches that the Trailblazers are interviewing. It sounds to me like uh, retread tires in Indy, and it sounds, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not interested in Mike D'Antoni. I've seen him 50 times. No. I want to see Becky Hammond get that job. That's all I care about. And if she gets shafted over for, for this guy that's had 50 jobs as a head coach in the NBA and never done anything with any of them, then th that is a mockery is what it is. It absolutely is. Let's go to Brad Stevens. Of course, he traded Kemba Walker a couple days ago, talked to the media for the first time, and he says, Scotty, it was very tough to trade Kemba Walker. Here's Brad Stevens. The most challenging part so is full of it is, um, you know, being in that seat and having to make that call, um, you know, and ultimately Look say, boy, yeah, yeah, Brad here. That, uh, when you're talking about a guy like Kimba. <laughs> and, um, you know, again, that's, um, you know, coached him for two years. I have nothing but great things to say about him. Um, oh, you're and, a liar. Uh, yeah, that's why you got rid of him really in five teammate, seconds. Really good player. Yeah, nothing really bad to say person. about him. Um, you know, easy to be around every day. Uh, and so... You know, and I think that um, that's what made it the most difficult part of it, obviously. Yeah, I don't believe a word of that. And I also do believe that a lot of players don't like him. And that's why he's up in the front office now. And maybe he should dress like it. He's still dressing like he's at practice with that, uh, you know, Celtics T-shirt on. You got to dress like uh, you're running the front office now, bro. Get a clue from all the rest of the power brokers in the NBA. He looks like an idiot. Uh 
the NBA is going to go ahead and implement the rules to limit non-basketball moves used to draw fouls. So that means no more swinging your leg out or leaning your shoulder in or any of that stuff, Scotty, that I know you use on Saturday mornings. No more of that in the NBA. <laughs> I'm all for it. I think it ruins the NBA, but uh, I don't have refs on Saturday morning, so I'm going to keep using it. <laughs> yeah. Steph Curry declines his Team USA invite, but Chris Middleton commits to Team USA. Chris Paul plans to play as well. The Harlem no, Globetrotters finally. Paul is not playing. He's already said he's not playing. He's not that was playing. a. Uh, that was erroneous, that original report that he was going to play. Erroneous. He is out of the Olympics. I was going to say, he's having a hard enough time staying in the Phoenix Suns lineup. How is he going to be able to go to Tokyo and play for Team USA? Right. So there he's you not. go. But they do have Chris Middleton, who's going to be a part of it. And finally, in NBA, the Harlem Globetrotters have petitioned the league and Adam Silver to make them an official NBA franchise. I don't understand what's happening here. What, why do they want to be in a... Like, they want, like, the NBA seal of approval? Like, is that what the Globetrotters are looking for here, Scotty? No, I think it's actually that there's so many crappy teams in the league that the Globetrotters think they can beat. <laughs> <laughs> and most of them are uh, drafting Good. ping pong balls tonight. Yes. Good luck to the Harlem Globetrotters. Let's go to hockey now. And, geez, what an embarrassment. Last ah. night down in Tampa, the Lightning hammer the Islanders 8-0 to take a 3-2 series lead in their Stanley Cup semifinal. How about Braden Point? He now has the second longest goal scoring streak in playoff history. He has scored a goal in eight games in a row. Let's start with Tampa Bay head coach John Cooper. He wanted the Lightning to respond after that game four loss on Long Island. Here is Cooper. The second period the other night was we're a proud group and it, it wasn't in our DNA for that proud. to happen. Uh, I think our response in, uh, in game three, although we fell short, I thought carried over to tonight and, and, uh, and the boys just built off that momentum. Um, and they, you know, we didn't want to sit here just because we were really disappointed in the loss the other night. We, we wanted to be able to come home and end a series tonight, not have to, you know, keep building. And, um, so love the effort, but in the end, it's one win. And uh, regardless of what you win by, uh, it's the one that matters, you know, not by how much. And so uh, it's a clean slate in two nights, and we got to get after it again. I love how everybody's trying to downplay it. Uh, you were trying to downplay it last night that it doesn't matter. He's trying to downplay it that it doesn't matter. It's just one win. I'll tell you what. When you get your ass beat eight to nothing, I don't care what anybody says. You got your ass beat eight nothing. And I'll tell you what, they're one win away from going back to the Stanley Cup Finals, and the Islanders are two wins away. And here's another thing for you nobody's talking about. Last night, for the first time ever, the Islanders looked tired to me. They got beat to every puck. They got beat in breakaways. They got beat on odd man rushes. They got beat up physically. They looked tired to me like they had finally shot their end. You know what I mean? They look like they were at the end of the road to me. They look like a tired hockey team, like it's all come together and caught up with them. Everyone thinks that game tomorrow night is automatic at the barn for the Islanders after they just got their ass beat eight to nothing. You got another thing coming. They got their hands full tomorrow night. They better win 
or they're packing the glad bags. Islanders head coach Barry Trotz, what do you say to a team that loses 8 nothing? Hey, not much you can say, but an embarrassing loss like that should be motivation enough. Here's the Islander head coach. The game, this result, how we played, if, if that doesn't uh, motivate us, uh, then I'm not too sure what will. Uh, there's nothing I can say uh, that will motivate them. Uh, I, I think it's it's you got to man. We just got to man up, understand the, uh, you know all the things that we need to do, and this group does. And uh, you know, like I said, we're, we have to leave our best game out there now because uh, obviously tonight wasn't our best game, and and uh, you know they, you know we put ourselves in a real tough bind. Do you really feel like they're going to go out and play their best game in game six of the entire series after what you saw last night, Carver? I know you love your team, but let's get real here. Uh, play their best game of the series? I, I mean, well, that's I expect them to bring I expect them to bring their best game tomorrow. They just got their ass beat 8 nothing last night. I mean, he, he said it right there, like, hey, you can't play any worse. We already know that. They're not going to get their ass beat 8 nothing again. Um, they got to bring their best game. And if they don't, they'll deservedly go home. This is it. I mean, put up or shut up. You're a good team. You've made it this far for the second year in a row. You want to go home in, in a bad situation and make it look awful? It all means nothing. Or you want to live to fight another day? So I do think they're going to bring their best game tomorrow night. Yes, I, I'm with the coach on that. Well, I think, you know, look, I, I thought the th uh, third period of the previous game, when they had a 3 nothing lead, it started, the yeah. leak started then. And then this game uh, was indicative of total domination in every aspect of the game. Now, I hope the Islanders win tomorrow night and force the seventh game. I live for it. But I don't know how you just think that you wash off that kind of beating and just turn it around, and then you're going to go out and dominate them after they did that to you. And not only that, it was five – you know, the third period of the previous game and those three periods were utter domination. So I don't know where this turnaround's coming from, but they haven't played good since they led 3 nothing. Yeah, I don't think they're going to dominate. I don't think you can dominate that team. They're the, they're the cup champs. They're the best team in the league. I don't think you can dominate them, but they've got to play like they did in the first four games of this series to give themselves a chance tomorrow. Right now, Islanders are dogs at home against the Lightning. Game six tomorrow night. We will discuss it more tomorrow on Coast to Coast. Uh, Islanders plus 130. They are the dog. Lightning minus 154. We will revisit this tomorrow. Matt Barzell, by the way, Scott, you remember he was tossed from that game at the end of the second period for that cross-check to Ruta. Right. Today he got himself a $5,000 fine for that cross-check. So no suspensions for Matt Barzell. He will be in the Islander lineup dinner tomorrow at Del night Frisco. for Game 6. Yes, <laughs> that is dinner. dinner at Del Frisco's for Matty Barzell. All right, we do have a Game 5 tonight. In Vegas at the T-Mobile, the Knights and the Montreal Canadiens. Series tied 2-2. Right now, the big lumber with Vegas, minus 250. They are the home favorite. Montreal plus 205. You can get Montreal with the goal and a half, minus a buck 54. Vegas lay the goal and a half, plus 128. Yeah, I'm on Vegas tonight to win this game. I'm just looking at that uh, puck line at, at uh, minus buck 54 for the goal and a half because... I'm telling you, every game is so good, and it's because of Carey Price. How can you not grab that a goal and a half on the puck line, at least a piece? But I think Vegas wins a game like Tampa did last night. This is a big one tonight at T-Mobile on the Strip, and I think uh, the Knights handle their business.
I'm with you. Uh, I expect a close game as well. Puck line for the Canadians. I think that the Knights do win, but every game in this series has been razor thin close, and I expect the same thing tonight. NFL, you were just talking with Adam Kaplan about this. Let's see the Instagram video, Scotty, from Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib. Of course, he announced yesterday that he is gay. Also announced a $100,000 donation to the Trevor Project, suicide prevention organization for LGBTQ youth. Here is Carl Nassib. What's up, people? I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. Um, but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. I mean, that is great, that Trevor uh, Project for Suicide Prevention for the uh, LBGQ. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, that whole group, uh, it, they ran out and bought his jerseys like crazy over the last 24 hours. Top selling jersey in the NFL. I think it's fantastic what he did, and I hope it makes uh, for a lot of change in sports, not just the NFL. Yes, uh, the Seahawks will have full capacity this season up in Seattle. Frank Clark of the Chiefs, as we discussed last night, uh, arrested after police allegedly found an Uzi in his SUV. That was uh, allegedly part of his security team. Frank Clark has a security team. I don't believe that. I mean, honestly, Frank Clark thinking that he's Patrick Mahomes – has a security team, and he's in L.A. rolling with Uzis in his truck. It just doesn't add up, Scotty. It just doesn't. It's ridiculous. I'll tell you what adds up. The price tag of that lawyer he hired, that's what's going to add up. And yes. that, he got that guy because he knows he needs him. Yes, he is absolutely going to need that. Mark Emmert was not happy with the Supreme Court ruling. What a shot. Mark Emmert, not happy. You I mean, lose. another loser. This you guy, lose. Mark Emmert. Get this guy you out lose. of town, too. You the lose. worst. You lose, Mark. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
How about Saturday night, four-time world champ Gervonta Tank Davis will take on a career-defining challenge. He sets his sights on capturing a title in a third weight class when he faces undefeated WBA super lightweight champion badass Mario El Azteca Barrios. It's at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. G-A-E-A-Y. Showtime pay-per-view has the card. Call your cable operator or go to Showtime.com to order the fight. Starts at 96 Pacific. The event promoted by Mayweather Promotions, GTD, and TGB Promotions. Tickets available at Ticketmaster. How about Davis? 24-0, 23 knockouts. And remember, in October of 2020, he knocked out four-division champ Leo Santa Cruz. He means business, your boy Tank Davis, taking on Mario Barrios, five and a half inches bigger, 26 and 0, 17 knockouts. It is going to be an absolute war. I cannot wait for this fight. Former baseball player Ben Zobris says a fraudulent pastor slept with his wife. What? <laughs> I mean to tell you. Not only that, the pastor was embezzling money from Zobris' charity. He had it all going, uh. stealing money and sleeping with the major leaguer's wife. Some pastor you got there, chief. Nice church you're going to. Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson break up again. It's because Thompson's game sucks so bad that she left him this time. <laughs> A-Rod hanging out with Ben Affleck's ex, Lindsay Shookus, at a bash. I hope he slept with her. Religion is Strong not effort. the secret to happiness, a new global study claims. Carver, hi, you're going to need religion tomorrow. Women in Florida discovers a woman, excuse me, a billion dollars in her Chase bank account. She was horrified. I'd be drunk. A dog meat festival kicks off in China. They're going to slaughter 5,000 dogs. What a lovely festival. And a heart attack survivor survives. He had 12 energy drinks a day. He's now trying to get kids to stop drinking energy drinks. Thanks a lot there, El Capitan. Your boy, the heart attack after 12 a day. You would have been better off drinking Bud Lights like Carver High. See you tonight on the bench. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.